0: Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herff Jones. Varsity Brands. Elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our Platinum sponsors. Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs. Bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back everyone to another edition of the Educational AD. Our guest today is Steve McHale. Steve's a certified athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics at Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando, Florida. Steve, welcome to the program.
1: Welcome, and it's an honor to be here and a privilege, especially during during these trying times, and again, a privilege.
0: We appreciate you taking time for us. Well, as you know, the life of an athletic director uh, is very busy, so we're going to jump right in. We always like to let our listeners hear a little bit about uh, your background, so go ahead and tell us uh, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and uh, how you got involved in sports.
1: Um, Well, I guess we'll start from birth. (laughs) Uh, I was born in New Orleans, uh, raised in uh, Louisiana for a short time uh, with my family. Uh, Very strong roots, uh, Cajun background, Uh, love food, love fishing, all that good stuff that comes with that. Um, And moved to Fort Lauderdale during my uh, grade school years uh, where I had the privilege of starting sports. Uh, Sports has always been a big part of my life. Um, It's basically uh, something that was – I had two older brothers that, you know, if I wanted to play with them and not have to worry about uh, coming home crying to mom and all that, I had to toughen up and and learn how to play with the big boys. Um, Through that time, uh, you know, again, fishing was a good part of my life. As you can probably see in the background, there's a nice fishing picture back there. Uh, If I can't – well, I'm not playing sports. I was usually fishing as a kid. Um, Went to St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale. When I was very, very uh, fortunate to be a part of an incredible program uh, for sport athlete there, uh, enjoyed my times there as well. Uh, after that, uh, didn't really know where I wanted to do in life. Uh, had a had a you know strong passion for sports, but education was not my thing at the time. Um, I just didn't you know didn't see anything going on beyond that. So I went to the Marine Corps. Uh, it's almost like a joke. Um, I was
0: brought into a room,
1: like the joke says, with a priest, head coach, um, father, and a recruiter from the Marine Corps. Uh, so you could say the joke was on me. Uh, I, after, you know, long times, and it was tough because I really wanted to play sports, uh, especially football in college. I had offers and just not the right fit for me. So I was influenced going to go into the Marine Corps. Uh, got to spend some incredible time, probably the best decision I ever made in my life. I um, got to serve this country in the Gulf War. Um, I have very close friends uh, that I stay. We have reunions every year for the Marine Corps with our unit. Uh, every year we meet up or at least talk to each other. Um, we're like a family. Um, and that's where I really got to know what life was really about and how to deal with a lot of things. Uh, sports helped me with discipline and, and camaraderie and all that. But it was the Marine Corps and going to war and thinking, hey, this might not be your day. Uh, or it is your day, vice versa. Uh, luckily, every day was my day, and I'm still here to talk about it. Um, and from there on, uh, still had the passion to play sports. Uh, moved to Chicago, played semi-pro football in Chicago, where I really enjoyed myself because it was more for fun than it was for a job. Um, but realized that I was not the young, fit person that I was after getting out of Marine Corps. And uh, at that time, that's where I pretty much started my life
0: in education. Well, thank you uh, for your service. Uh, you know, first of all, uh, you know, truly uh, appreciate that sacrifice. Well, you moved to Chicago. Okay, you're playing mm-hmm. still playing sports, you know, how did you get involved in uh, educational athletics and the path to becoming an AD?
1: Um, basically, um, you know, I didn't have any backgrounds of, you know, job or anything because Marine Corps, you know, all they did was shoot people. I am mean, don't want to put it like that, but that's what we we're trained to do, uh, the shoot. And I was a shooting instructor for many years in the Marine Corps. Um, so that was not an option. So I was looking through the one ads and uh, saw one ad to be a coach at a uh, junior high school uh, for football. I said, hey, I play football. I know football. I love football. So I, I did it, and I started it. And, and I realized then, number one, what my coaches went through coaching me. Uh, I was like that kid you love loved on game day, but during the week, uh, not so much. <laughs> uh, so I learned the value of coaching and how it instills into kids and how it helps them train them to be better people in society. And that started right there. I got the bug right away and got involved with a good coaching staff uh, then unfortunately i learned about cold too uh, again i was from south from the southern parts of the states and uh, it got negative 74 one uh, time in chicago and i realized i missed the warm weather so i moved to fort lauderdale uh, just briefly and then i moved to orlando where i started my education at university of central florida um, at the time and got on with uh, colonial high school at that time and I was very fortunate. Uh, Dr. Van Mitchell uh, helped me out a lot immensely, got on some good coaches, and then I transferred over to Edgewater High School, where my uh, administration role started real quickly. Um, Got together with uh, Dr. Mike Blazewicz, who was a principal, and with athletic director Gary Pitts, and they both uh, uh, saw something I didn't see in myself, uh, was the administrative side of things. And um you know i enjoyed being there day to day with the kids but they taught me the other side of the uh, coin where you get to learn about what happens in the backgrounds when sporting events and everything and once i got the bug of seeing how it how you basically direct things from behind the scenes uh opened my eyes to something even more valuable than anything i've ever done before
0: well i know you had the opportunity to um work in a couple of different uh settings in orlando um what was that first um you know real administrative job that kind of catapulted you into your position at Dr. Phillips well uh,
1: well several I don't want to say there's just one key thing uh that got me here at Dr. Phillips uh there were several um I'm basically what I call myself the Gaylord Perry of Orange County Public Schools um the fixer uh I I had a golden opportunity to go to several different schools to help either open them or start new programs. And when I got to Dr. Phillips High School, um, I first interviewed for the, an opening position as the AD. Unfortunately, I did not get it, but I got to meet uh, Russell Wombles, uh, who was uh, the, who became the AD at that time. And Russell called me the day after, day or so after he was announced as the an AD and said, hey, Steve, I know that you interviewed for it. I didn't know him at the time. Um, but I heard a lot of good things about you. Uh, I would love to see if you're interested in being Date. We talked, I think, at four hours, that first conversation, and at that time, we hit it off. We knew we were cut from the same cloth. Uh, we had the same values and you know, some of the same likes and dislikes, uh, which I gained a lot of appreciation. He saw things from a different aspect than I did, and it really helped uh, at that time. Uh, he uh, got me really involved with the FIAAA, too, at the time, as much. Uh, 2001, when I first started with the FIAA at Edgewater, I really was just a member. Uh, I was the school's uh, designee, if you want to call it that. Uh, Gary Pitts was not into that stuff. He was more of a hands on guy. Uh, so he made me that person to be the liaison for the FIAA and go to conferences where Russell brought me into the AAA and see what, again, the behind the scenes stuff, what it really takes to get things involved with the Florida high school association and everything else as well. Um, uh, then I went to, uh, a short time with, after Russell, three years with Russell as an assistant, I went to a Covey high school as AD there. And at that time I was there for two years, thought I would never leave. Uh, but a unique situation came up where Russell got an opportunity to go back to his high school where he graduated from. So the position to Dr. Phillips and that, that time is when, uh, Uh, The principal uh, approached me and asked if uh, I would come back to Dr. Phillips High School. And it was hesitant at first, but really not. Uh, My wife graduated from Dr. Phillips High School, so I already had a vested interest in Dr. Phillips High School. Uh, It was the only school that was part of my family. So it was an easy transition, plus my uh, youngest daughter had the opportunity to be part of a magnet program there in the theater program. So it was an easy transition for me to be closer to my youngest daughter and also be the AD, where my wife graduated from.
0: Well, and again, uh, for our listeners, you know, Dr. Phillips is considered one of those elite um, high school, uh, high schools and high school athletic programs in the state. So what are some of the challenges that uh, you've had to deal with regarding uh, covid Uh, And again, we understand that there's a different response across the country. And right now in Florida, there's different responses across the state. But what were some of the things that you did as the athletic director this spring when spring sports were canceled? And what are some of the things you're doing right now uh, with summer conditioning and fall sports uh, on the horizon? Um,
1: One thing that I got to get to to do is something that we're doing here, uh, Zoom. Uh, And we got to get to uh even though i teach it at the national level uh, dealing with technology within athletics and everything we never really dove into it as much as we do now we kind of use that as a tool occasionally but now we use it almost like a daily uh tool for talking to our players uh talking to our coaches um educating them uh trying to keep them up to date with things training them drills Uh, so it's been a very helpful situation with that aspect of it uh one of my biggest thing is uh Always trying to maintain a po- positive atmosphere. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, try to keep everybody's, you know, eye on the big picture. Don't don't dwell on what's going on today. It's not going to make it better, um, but try to, you know, learn from it and try to grow from whether it's being uh, better hygiene. Uh, I think that's something that we can learn from. This is that as a society we weren't as clean as we thought we were, um, so we just need to be more aware of our surroundings and cleaning up after ourselves. Something that we were taught when we were young and we kind of just, okay, mom, I'll clean up, but uh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do that. No, we got to do it now. It's a now, it's not tomorrow. It's now um, type atmosphere. So uh, our players and our coaches and our parents, especially very, very open and and, uh, helpful with trying to help us maintain that positive atmosphere um, to know that there is an end to this, um, that it's going to be, We're going to have an opening day at one time. We're going to be playing sports again. We're going to be in school together. We're going to be socializing one together.
0: You know, you've had a great opportunity uh, in Florida, you know, going to St. Thomas Aquinas, you know, kind of a uh, marquee program. Uh, You've worked at a number of schools in the Orlando area. Uh, What are some of the changes that you've seen uh, during your time uh, as an AD or just even in athletics going back to St. Thomas, what are some of the changes uh, in the daily routine of an athletic director? Um,
1: I, I, I can talking about athlete St. Thomas. I remember if um, George Smith, who was our head football coach uh, at St. Thomas and our athletic director, uh, that's a unique situation, especially in this day and age where it, there's a lot of role where then, um, you know, he had the freedom to coach a sport of a major sport and also be the athletic director. Or today's day and age, especially in Orange County Public Schools, our, our day-to-day is so busy that we don't have the time to coach another sport, especially a major sport like football. Uh, you might be able to get away with maybe a smaller sport um, where there's not a day-to-day task on hand. Uh, and But for the most part, I, I just remember, uh, <laughs> if you ever heard Coach Smith stop, sp- spoke and if he called your name, uh, it was kind of like your parents when they called you by your first, your middle, and your last name. You knew there was something going on and it wasn't very positive. But I was very fortunate to do things because back then we were allowed to do things as far as build buildings um, and getting part of the design part of it. uh, And I did, I remember building a locker room at St. Thomas Columbus High School when I was in high school. Uh, Today's day and age, you can't do that kind of stuff. Uh, You have to have a lot of code involved and a lot of rules and regulation, which I understand. Um, But um, also the amount of time that you have to deal with uh, today's day and age, with dealing with dealing with social networking back then, internet we didn't even know what that that was. Heck, we're, we're lucky. I didn't even have a cell phone. Uh, we had smoke signals. Uh, I'm not that old, but yes, but we had something where you know you had to use a payphone. Most people don't know what a payphone is, so we didn't really have to worry about social media as much back then. Uh, we wrote letters. We wrote checks. Uh, today's day and age is that everything's technically uh, savvy. You know, you can you know transfer money by your phone. You can, you know, talk to one another by social media, whether it's Twitter, whether it's YouTube, whatever the case might be, um, Zoom meetings. So you have to be more worried about what eyes and ears are on you now because everything's being taped. Um, And I keep, you know, trying to educate our students to make sure that social media doesn't be your downfall to getting opportunities down the road. And unfortunately, we see that sometimes where a student might post something and it might be just a joke to them. But to others, it would be deemed something really uh, against whatever their their race, their social, economical, whether where their upbringings are or who they are as a person. Um, so it, it's it's very hard making sure that students and coaches be very wary of what they put on the social media.
0: Let's go and follow up with that just a little bit. Uh, in addition to COVID this past spring, we saw a uh, a much heightened awareness of uh, social issues. And uh, what are some things, you know, you're at a a very big public school, you know, middle of Orlando, International City. Um, What are some things that we can do as athletic directors to do a better job uh, with our kids, our coaches, our communities regarding the the social uh, issues, social awareness?
1: Oh, one of them is to train them, train on what social media is about and what, what, there's a lot of positives uh, and a lot of people dwell on the negatives of part of it, you know, you know, whether you look at the political side of things, whether you look at, you know, personal, you know, values in life and everything. But the main thing is to educate them how to use it in a positive atmosphere. Uh, it's an incredible recruiting tool. Um, Students nowadays and coaches or college coaches, they use it as such a strong, strong recruiting tool to stay in communication with one another, let them know how they're doing, uh, what, you know, what things are going on with their daily activities, whether it's just a a, a training routine or or something of that nature, how they did in academics. Um, So we're trying to, in our school, we try to use social media as a, I don't want to say stepping stone, but a sounding board. For you know, letting college coaches know, and hey, this is a student that's out there that has you know great capabilities, and this is what they've done. Whether it's their GPA, whether it's their academic talents, uh, some of their personal achievements within the community, uh, we use it as a community uh, a tool, also uh, bringing up community uh, when we do community things. We post things, and we let students you know put their personal touches to it and everything, because I think that's another thing that we lost a lot of value in recently is our community. Uh, if we need to address that more and bring it about and social media is probably one of the best things to do with getting kids out there in front of the community and showing them how to do things, especially in today's side, society.
0: Good stuff. Uh, Let's shift gears. What are some of your favorite uh, parts of being an AD? What gets you excited about coming to work each day?
1: Uh, Interactions with the student athletes and and getting to know them personally and coaches. I, it, it, I tell people this all the time. I say, if you want to get a hold of me, don't call my office line. Uh, I'm hardly in my office. I like to be out and about in the, in the hallways. Uh, I, I'm in the main part of the campus, uh, where would we you call, you know, the, the center of the campus, where just about every student has to walk by, whether they're getting off the bus, on the bus, going to lunch, going to class. Uh, I try to be in the middle of everything. Um, that way, they, you know, they, easy to approach, easy to get to know. Uh, uh, I'm a very open person. Uh, I like to keep a, like they say, open door policy. And uh, I'm not there to you know, enforce, you know, a lot of discipline, not to say that I won't. But if I see somebody doing something wrong, I'm there to be their, you know, their soundboard if they need some help in anything, whether it's academics, whether it's sports um, or anything that might be outside that too as well. Hmm.
0: Well, Steve, we've just flown through this interview. Uh, It's Uh, been great listening uh, to you and and how you do things at Dr. Phillips. We always like to wrap up, though, with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. You're certainly an experienced veteran AD now, and you're getting ready to send out uh, a rookie AD. It's going to be their first job, Uh, but I'm only going to let you put three items in their (laughs) toolbox. What's going to go inside Steve McHale's toolbox?
1: All right, three things, and I'll try to keep it three. <laughs> um, I would say the first thing is, especially with a new one, get to know your staff. Uh, don't be afraid to uh, reach out to them. Develop a committee, maybe uh, amongst them, based on maybe what type of what season sports they are, gender, uh, whatever the case might be. Uh, some people you might have strong interest with, and can help you with that. Maybe administrators can help you develop that committee, and within that committee. Um, what we try to do, especially at Dr. Phil, is we develop a family atmosphere where everybody has, you know, the opportunity to get to know one another and not just on, you know, game days or practice days or anything. We do out, uh, activities outside of school um, where we might go to somebody's house that hosts something uh, where it's just a gathering. Let's not talk business. Let's talk family. Um, so get to know them one-on-one with that also. Next thing, I would say networking and staff development. Uh, networking. Uh, you know, make sure you reach out to uh, county ADs, other county ADs or district ADs in your area. Um, get to know them and don't be afraid to ask them questions. Uh, you know, I think it helps them as much as it helps you uh, when you ask them questions because it reassures what's going on maybe on day-to-day activities. And staff development, get involved with your, you know, in ours is FIAAA and, then, and then NIAAA. Uh, get, to get involved in it, you know, whether it's just take up classes the first time uh, go to a conference, uh, get to know people that way too, as well as network them. And then the last thing uh, I would say is don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Uh, you know, I'm not, even though we use and, and being military background, I use a chain of command, you know, when we deal with things, but when it comes to being a leader and everything, don't be afraid to show, you know, Hey, pick up trash. Uh, you know, when it, you don't know what kind of, joy that brings other people that have to not do that uh, don't be afraid to pick up a paintbrush and paint something uh, whether you got to paint uh, uh the concession stand uh people enjoy when you see you doing things just outside of the daily activity of an administrator whether it's you know train a field help coaches you see coaches out there painting the fields all the time don't be afraid to go out there and hey you only hold the string? there's nothing wrong with that uh, and then you know along with that line be humble don't be afraid to make mistakes because you will make mistakes. And then if you do, learn from them, grow for them, and reach out to others how they deal with those issues that might take place.
0: Great advice, sir. Thank you. Well, Steve, it's been a pleasure visiting with you. Um, hope uh, reopening uh, continues to uh, go smoothly uh, for your school. Thanks for being on the show.
1: I greatly appreciate it. And uh, I, go, I wish everybody luck. And I know things will be better on the other side.
0: Absolutely. Well, to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, come back next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel that's Educate Ath DIR and A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.